0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 103 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Sam Holliday, the CEO at Oshi Health. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Jared. Good to uh, good to chat with you, and thanks for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely, I'm excited. Uh, we've chatted about a, a week or two ago. I've got a chance to, to get to know each other a little bit more, and then uh, we were joking before the call. Been seeing you on Clubhouse and the the things that you and your team are doing over there. Um, for those of the audience that are unaware, what Clubhouse is? It's kind of <laughs> this audio app that's taking i i would say more of like the startup world by storm um and and digital health in particular right it seems like there's a lot of activity with digital health but uh so yeah i mean i I know so sam and and oshi health are, are doing some talks on there so if anyone's on clubhouse be sure to check that out and i'm sure you'll you'll mention that at some point on the podcast but i'd love to just quickly dive into an intro on you if you could share with the audience a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today it'd be much appreciated
1: yeah, absolutely, Jared. Um, so I'm Sam Holliday, CEO at Oshi Health. Uh, background, I've been in healthcare my whole career, always with the theme of you know, how do we use technology to improve various aspects of healthcare? Um, and I've applied that in everything from drug development for the pharmaceutical and biotech industry um, to you know, the more recent chapters focusing on uh, how do we improve healthcare delivery? Um, so providing care using technology um, and, you know, particularly over the last couple of years on telehealth uh, type services. And how do we really rethink care delivery uh, for what it should be in the next five to 10 years, which is starting virtual, uh, incorporating the brick and mortar in-person experience where it's truly needed, uh, but virtualizing other aspects of the service. Um, you know, just educationally, I was an engineer undergrad um, and went back and did a healthcare focused MBA program. And uh That really broadened my understanding of the healthcare space and then all of my work in the space has really, you know, deepened understanding, uh, which I think is really important to build a next generation healthcare company. You know, you need to understand and have experienced uh, the different players involved, whether it's payers, uh, how employers buy care for their companies and their people, uh, the provider side, and then even, you know, where does the pharma and, and biotech and med device fit in, so... Uh, I've been fortunate to have a lot of different experiences working for an EMR company, uh, working in the online health information space in marketing for hospitals and health systems, and then a couple of years building a diabetes telehealth company um, that really got me interested in you know uh, how do you deliver care in this way, and now building intentionally from the ground up uh, a GI care company that's telehealth-based.
0: Thank you for that intro. That was super helpful. Yeah, you've you've been in uh, some some cool areas of healthcare. Got to be one of the I don't want to say first, but an engineer who was doing marketing. Like it's uh, it's definitely some unique uh, some unique areas of your career where there was some. Uh, I don't know too many engineers that were diving into marketing. So I'm sure, though, there's been experiences from each of those companies you've been at, right? Taking the marketing piece, your engineering background, um, plus, uh, I'm assuming just like some creativity as well that you've picked up along the way has been really helpful as you venture out and have have started this company, Oshi Health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also just you know that curiosity. I have a breadth of different parts of businesses that I've been involved in building up and, and running uh, as well as different parts of the industry and just also always been curious about the body and sort of medicine in general, how our bodies work and then also how our brains work. You know, I think a curiosity around human behavior and psychology um, has been a big part of, of w- what I've always liked to learn about um, and it now actually factors into what we're doing at OCEAN.
0: Well, I think we should use that as a a good transition point. So talk us through uh, a little bit about Oshi Health. You know, why, why did you like the why, the how, the what?
1: Yeah. So I mentioned I'd been working in diabetes. And one of the themes that we had seen was the emergence of full virtual clinics uh, to treat uh, people living with diabetes. And that a big part of the solution historically has been medication, and that that works for certain people. But we saw a lot of the time the impact um, where it could really be amplified is if you could make sustainable behavior change. So there are now companies that are taking diet and really looking at the role of food uh, in managing or reversing different disease areas. Um, and along the times that I was learning about those things, um, you know. My mom actually uh, lives with a GI condition, and she had gone through the journey of figuring out how to adjust her diet to figure out what are her trigger foods that cause her symptoms to escalate, how does she re-engineer her her diet and the way she eats uh, to minimize those symptoms. And I started learning about this particular diet that she based hers on. is called low FODMAP. Um, FODMAPs are different types of sugars that for conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, can cause your symptoms to escalate, and so I got really fascinated by the experience because um, hearing my mom's story, you know, her gastroenterologist's mind was blown that she had figured out this diet. And you know, a lot of times what people get is a handout about a low FODMAP diet, maybe the you know a couple phone numbers of dietitians to call, you know, who may or may not be covered by insurance. Um, and you know that just seemed like a really strange way to solve the problem. If everybody says dietary changes can make a big difference, and I think the other part that I learned just through my mom's experience is the role of stress, anxiety, and depression on your gut. Um, and so I started learning about the mind-gut connection, um, which is an emerging area of our understanding in science. And you know, twice she had landed in the emergency room, um, and you know, expensive care had had occurred. And it, we realized it was all triggered by stress that was going on in her life. And it really caused her GI symptoms to escalate. There was no part of the healthcare system that was really built to prevent that from happening, to really educate her about this connection. Um, there are f- sort of a fragmented landscape of different providers you could go seek out, but the whole job is put on every individual patient to go navigate this and figure it out. You know, Go find a gastroenterologist. Um, they can solve part of the problem they tell you about dietary interventions. Then you have to go find your own dietitian. Maybe they're paid you know, by insurance, but a lot of them are not. If you figure out this piece of the, the gut-brain connection, now you have to go find someone to help you on stress, anxiety, uh, and depression, and, and the impact those have on your GI. And it's just this really weird fragmented experience. It's not always paid for by the system, even though these are the interventions that work. And so that was really the inspiration for us to say, why why doesn't anybody put all those providers under one roof, a lot of these interventions that we're talking about are really conducive to this kind of conversation that you and I are having through telehealth. Um, It takes more frequent touch points is making these kinds of changes to your life is a bit of trial and error to figure out for every individual what works, um, how to incorporate it into your life and you need that ongoing support. And again, technology really gives us new tools to do that. And then there's a monitoring piece to this, you know, diabetes, you can prick your finger and understand quantitatively, you know, how are you doing on managing your diabetes? In these gut health conditions and GI conditions, you don't have that. You need to be tracking your bathroom habits, your constipation, your pain, your bloating. And so the version of remote monitoring that was needed was really symptom tracking, um, meal and food tracking, stress and anxiety tracking, and putting that all together in a remote monitoring program that connects back to your care. And really that's our inspiration for OSHI Health in building a fully virtual GI clinic that has all of those different provider types to provide multidisciplinary care. And I think a really important part of it is it's integrated. It's not four different providers who don't talk to each other, are not actually sharing data with each other and are not actually sharing care plans. Uh, That's what you get from traditional care we've put it all under one roof with a team approach to getting one patient's uh, symptoms controlled. And, and there's tons of evidence that's already been studied in brick and mortar that shows when you do that, um, you can actually improve the patient experience, improve their symptom control and outcomes and reduce cost at, at
0: what point did you realized that you wanted to, you wanted to start this and that y- you saw a major sure opportunity to, to move forward with Oshi Health?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, again, it was this like combination of having looked at this virtual care construct for diabetes and seeing the great work going on with other companies like Verda and on Duo who are two pioneers in that space. Um, and, and then this personal experience and then talking to other people about GI uh, issues that they had had in their own life, and sort of it all came together. And you know, we had, a, we had found an existing team um, that was working on this problem and had been doing a lot in the symptom tracking space and sort of seeing what was going on with GI patients. And really that was the inspiration to, to launch this as a virtual care company. Um, so we did that about uh, the end of 2019. And for the past year, we've been building our technology platform Uh, building our clinical protocols around how we're going to deliver um, care in a virtual first approach, how we're going to help patients who need in-person care for things beyond what we can do through telehealth, and how do we make that a really seamless experience for the patient um, to help them find the right provider in their local market based on their insurance coverage, the cost and quality picture, seamlessly hand them off to that provider and then get the data and the patient back to continue our ongoing care. And I think the part we've figured out is that this can be very complementary to um, local market gastroenterology clinics, ambulatory surgery centers, uh, the places that these patients typically end up. You know they're very oriented in, in many cases toward doing the procedural care, the colonoscopies, endoscopies, um, you know helping patients on biologic therapy, uh, have a place to go to get infusions uh, of those medications, uh, and doing the more complex, complex diagnosis and ongoing support. And they're very good at those pieces, but they don't necessarily have the bandwidth, time, or money to invest in the dietary, uh, psychological, or remote monitoring capabilities that we've built. So um, you know, we saw this all come together and for the past year have built it and now are, are live in a couple states.
0: What are some of the things you're most excited about as we head into 2021 in terms of the company, I guess?
1: Yeah, so um, we are fortunately launching this month our very first payer-sponsored program. And along with that, we're doing a, a formal uh, clinical study of the model. And it'll actually be a controlled study where we'll look at how does delivering this integrated virtual first care to people with uh inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, as well as those with functional GI disorders like irritable bowel syndrome. How does that work? You know, we have the the thesis and it's backed by all the evidence uh, that's been done in brick and mortar and and in controlled trials that all these interventions work. The part we're doing is is presenting them to the patient in in this integrated virtual first approach with more frequent touch points. And our goal is to show that that creates a better patient experience measured through their satisfaction, that it helps get their symptoms under control, which is the, the, the quality measure that we're aiming for, uh, that it gets their quality of life improved. It's really important. I mean, these, these conditions have big impact on people's quality of life and their ability to, to be productive at work, uh, which matters a lot to the employer purchasers out there, um, and that we can actually reduce costs so that we can prevent certain procedures uh, that may not be truly needed if you take a different approach, uh, that we can prevent certain patients from escalating uh, on therapy into very high-cost medications, uh, and that we can prevent some of the ER and hospital utilization by uh, having a more available care team uh, and also getting ahead of some of these symptom escalations through better management. And so we're launching that study uh, with a payer. Uh, It'll take a year to get, you know, full results, but Uh, That's a big part of this year. Um, And then, you know, we're working on a a couple other payer and employer sponsored programs that we'll be launching later in the year. That's exciting. Yeah. And and yeah, and then, you know, all of that will be the the fuel for us to go raise additional money um, to really scale this and bring it uh, to more people around the country through their employer or their payer, who are typically, you know, the partners that we're looking for to, uh, to roll this out.
0: And just for the, the audience, so there were two, like this is your intro podcast, right? The goal is to have you and other members of your team on the podcast throughout the year and and really we were with you along this journey, right? So whether it's you or another member of your team, we're talking about key issues related to both just the GI space and then to oshi Health. So I'm excited that, uh, you know, we're kicking off our relationship with this, this episode and I uh, look forward to future episodes and uh, just wanted to really thank you for, for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Jared, and uh, definitely check out our Clubhouse show every Wednesday night uh, on virtual care and, and also the great work, uh, I should mention, Impact, which is a virtual first uh, medical practice collaborative, collaborative that we've launched uh, in partnership with some health plans and other virtual first care companies as well as the ATA and DIME, two important organizations in the space. So um, definitely check us out there as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jared.
0: Hey, everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. BlockHealth is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the BlockHealth platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing-related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening.